We're moving now just a few weeks away from the end of the Easter season, the culmination, which is the Feast of Pentecost. And as joyful as the resurrection is that we celebrated five weeks ago on Easter Sunday, even that was not the fullness of what God had to offer um, humanity. It was not just to manifest his glory, not just himself to rise, but to have that living spirit, that Holy Spirit uh, of God that rose him from the dead in us. As he promised at the Last Supper, I will send you another advocate, not just me to intercede on your behalf, but an, an intercessor, an advocate within you who will speak on my behalf, who will be in you, in communion with you. That's what it means that I will be with you to the end of the age, not just up there in the sky, up in heaven, but here in the church, in our hearts, through the sacraments. And so we feel that the trajectory of the mystery of Christ towards communion, fullness of communion, when Christ is all in all, um, not just a manifestation of his glory, not just him showing us how powerful he is, not just even him transforming us when we behold his glory and we say, I got to do better than I'm doing. You know, if we've ever had an experience of God where we just repent and we say, I can, I can do more for you because you've done so much for me. But not just that kind of life-transforming repentance, but the communion which is its result of me remaining in Jesus, that that itself is the end, the goal of all of human life, is to just be with God as it was in the beginning with Adam and Eve, just to be in friendship with the Lord is what we all long for and what's being given to us now. And this um, beautiful metaphor, symbol that Jesus uses of the, of the vine and the branches. Whoever remains in me will bear fruit. Whoever does not remain in me is like a branch that's cut off from the vine. It withers and dies. Apart from me, you can do nothing. This is to show us, without a doubt, that being a Christian is not about doing things for Jesus. It's not like he needs us to do a bunch of stuff for him. That's not what it means to be a Christian. What it means to be a Christian is to be grafted onto Christ in communion with him, so that Jesus can do things through me. There's a big difference. One is exhausting. If I just have to do acts of perfect love, purify myself from all sin, all on my own, so that Jesus will love me, so I can do what he asked me to do, I will never be able to do it. But if I remain in him, if I'm in communion with the Lord, he will do things beyond my imagination. He'll bear so much fruit, I could never see that in myself. So what does it mean to remain in him? Because even that kind of seems like an expectation. Can I, can I mess that up? If I don't remain in him, am I going like, to be all on my own? It's, it's really to, to recognize that he, he remains in me, no matter what. He says in the Last Supper discourse, just after this vine and the branches discourse, um, it is not you who have chosen me. I've chosen you. And I've said this, that my joy may be in you and my joy may be complete. This is what God wants for you, is the fullness of joy, the fullness of communion. He's chosen you. He's not going to take back that choice. He'll never revoke his choice of you as his son, as his daughter. And to remain in him then is to, to remain in that truth, to not be plucked out of that truth. What St. John says in his letter, God is greater than our hearts and knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence in God. Has your heart ever condemned you? 
Like, oh, I'm not remaining in God. I'm, I must be messing this up. I'm not praying right. I did the wrong thing. God doesn't love me anymore. I need to fix myself. Has your heart ever condemned you? God is greater than our hearts and knows everything. We have confidence in God and receive from him whatever we ask because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And his commandment is this. Uh, never sin, obey all the Ten Commandments, pray the right way, enough hours every day. That's his commandment. No, we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. It's faith is his first commandment. Believe what I'm saying to you, that I love you faithfully, even when you have not loved me. And I want to bear fruit in you. I want your joy, my joy to be in you, and that joy to be complete. The, the mischief of this is that whether we're doing good or doing bad, what the devil will try to do is to come in and convince us we're alone. Right? He'll try to pluck us off the vine. If we're doing great, if we're you know, praying a lot, we're uh, you know, rooting out sin in our life, we're part of a good community, and, and we feel like, man, I've got it really going on right now. Even school's going good. Then what will come in? That voice that says, yeah, but you could screw this up at any time. Right? better be careful. Or is anyone even noticing how good I'm doing? Does God notice? Am I getting the credit that I deserve? What if I lose this? You know, this orphan spirit that says, like, actually, no, this isn't God doing stuff in me. This is me. I I finally got it together after I didn't have it together before, and I might not have it together again. So I better hold on and grasp at this. And you're not able to bear fruit. You're, You're still apart from him. Or if you're doing bad, you're messing up. Like, ugh, well, maybe once I get this together and, and uh, you know, figure out what to do and I f- feel a little bit more inspired, then, then I can go to God. Then I can remain in him. Then I can be grafted back onto the vine. But for now, I- I'm, I'm apart from him. It's all a lie. He remains in you. Always. To the end of the age. Behold, I am with you. It's not you who have chosen me. I have chosen you. And we can't undo that choice. Doing good or doing bad. He's chosen you unconditionally. Another great myth is that if I do this, if I truly plug into Christ and make my whole life about him, draw all my energy, all my life from him and let him bear fruit in my life, then who I am is going to be annihilated. Right? I'm scared to do that. Because I have a personality, and I kind of like myself. I don't want to just be like a Christ bot, you know, where he's, what St. Paul says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Are we all just going to look the same then? Are we just all going to look like Jesus? I remember when my, I told my family I was thinking about becoming a priest, and I, my sister was a teenager, and I, I was driving her somewhere, and I was dropping her off, and she just turned to me, and she went, after she, before she got out of the car, Connor, if you become a priest, are you still going to play guitar? And I was like, I think so, yeah. She goes, are you still going to be funny? <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know, I think so. I still make my sister laugh, so, and she's almost 30. Um, but there is some, there's some lie that also gets in there, that like, the more you turn your life over to God, the more just flat and boring your life will be, the less of a personality you'll have. But this is the truth, that if you are rooted in Christ... If you make your whole life about him, you don't try to live apart from him. 
that you draw your life from him and bear fruit in him. Let Jesus work things through you, not just try to do things for him. Then your personality will be activated. You'll become more yourself than you ever thought. And your life will be a light that other people take refuge in and look towards. And like, wow, what makes that person like that? Because they're drawing their life from Jesus. I've said this, that my joy may be in you and my joy may be complete. Going out into the world in a few weeks for for the summer or maybe for the rest of your life, you're graduating, you're moving on to new things. As you go out, there will be those voices that say, you're alone. You used to be connected, but now you're not. You better work hard to get back connected, or, or uh, if, you, if you mess this up, then you, you won't bear fruit, and you're going to get thrown out like a withering branch and get burned. Stop and recollect. It is not I who chosen you. You've chosen me, Lord. You remain in me. Help me to remain in you. Let my life be totally yours. That's what the world needs as you go out into the world uh, more than ever. It's for the church to bear fruit. So stay connected to your friends, to the church, which is Christ's body, to the sacraments, to your life of prayer. Don't lose these things. Remain in him and you will bear much fruit.